Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Claire. And welcome to My, My Mate, Mate Reckons, the show where we teach you and each other about whatever we want to know about. About whatever things we are curious about. This week's episode, there is some language and there's also some Australian history. So Yeah, we talk about colonisation, about Indigenous history. We talk about how we don't know anything, really. We talk about James Cook, who is a bit of a cock. <laughs> The Claire Bale. Hey, the David. We're oh, going to talk yes. about white colonial <laughs> shit. It's going to be like, imagine if the podcast was a musical and you kept going and then I ruined it. We're going to talk about colonization. Yeah. White dickheads. <laughs> Genocide. Woo-hoo. This story does end, I believe, in a good way, though. Well, it depends on who, which side, which which side, side you're of on. history you're on. <laughs> I believe it was a complicated situation. But how are you? Oh, it's, it's just a time. Just very busy, David. I know. And, and I don't want to glorify busyness, but I do this are to myself. Are you using productivity as a badge of legitimacy? I am, because especially at this moment in time, not legitimacy, it's just this mo- It's just September, October, in this city. It's crazy. Kick freelance artists in the dick a little bit, I think. They do. Well, I hope you dick. Is okay. is okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And you are legitimate without the busyness. Thank you. I just need to, I just need to persevere for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Because then we get to the end of the year and then I have no work and that's glorious. It, well, yes. Until but I need to work right now a little bit crazy to balance out the no work. I get that. How are you? Similar. Yeah. But less freelancing and more teaching and raising children. Yeah. You know. Uh, another two full-time jobs indeed while also also doing freelancing on the side <laughs> and running a podcast with a dickhead yeah well so, i don't know what that's like but we're going to talk about colonial powers <laughs> tell me well why, about why why of all people did you want to know about, about captain cook captain cook because i know nothing about him apart from that he, truly nothing he's you know the person shit. that that gets the credit for colonising Australia. Which is completely incorrect. Ah. Well, that's what I figured. Because weren't they sending people here well before that? Or what? how did it all... I don't really know much Australian history. And But then the thing that interested me was... Um, didn't he do all of this terrible shit here and then he died in a quite glorious way? In terms of... <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. He. Um... In terms of like... Indigenous people murdering him. Yeah. Which is quite That's karmic correct. if you think about it. That's correct. Although, yeah, straight up murder or whether it was an accidental kill, we don't really know. But okay. um, Cook is part of a long, long history over the course of about 100 years of different Europeans, uh, or not even Europeans, different immigrants coming to Australia, kind of seeing it. Mm. And and kind of popping in yeah like a, as a drive by and then carrying on well there's all that kind of like um research that they've done about um chinese and indigenous yeah. australian trade like yeah which happened a lot well before we were well colonized before, but everybody including our prime minister scomo mm. tends to incorrectly identify james cook as having something to do with Australia Day, which yeah. is which is incorrect, 
There's nothing about James Cook that has anything to do with Australia Day. So the connection to Cook... And, and Cook led a massive life and um, did a lot of shit. Australia was just one part of it. <laughs> but Australia... What he did was he turned up, charted the east coast of Australia. Right. Like, saw it. Part of his great expedition was just figuring out what the fuck was going on in the southern hemisphere. So he's British. He's British. And he's a seaman. He is. (laughs) Three minutes in. Um, uh, He turned up and charted pretty much the east coast or a fair whack of the east coast of Australia. Yeah. um, Pointed at New South Wales and named it. Right. Went, that'll be New South Wales. Thank you very much. Great. Um... I think he got off the boat at Botany Bay, but got back on. Then he, he sailed up and his ship had a breakdown. The engine sputtered. Something wrong with the muffler up here. <laughs> Great Barrier Reef. And they spent a couple of weeks at the Great Barrier Reef. They didn't make any big contact with Indigenous peoples other than just seeing them on the yeah. shore. Uh, then they kept going up to the peninsula. They just wanted to chart the entire thing. Right, and, so and they're making the a top. map. Indeed. They get to the top and they call it Cooktown yeah. without ever setting foot in it and then right. carry on. And that's James Cook's contribution. It is not until ah. a couple of decades later, like after James Cook's dead, that um, Sir Arthur Philip comes to Botany Bay, knows it's there because Cook has found it. And he's like, here's the map. Here it is and we're colonising this motherfucker on January 22nd, and that's Australia Day. But everyone, for whatever reason, probably because it's just an easier name to remember, tends to think that Cook yes. was the dude. But he was, and he wasn't. He wasn't the proper colonising um, force. Right. Well, I've already learnt something I didn't know. Very good. Join us next week <laughs> for another short episode. Um. So what can I tell you about Cook? Well... He was British, yeah. and we're in the 1700s. We're in the early... We're in the mid-1700s. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard to imagine. Reading this, I got excited about colonising, because I'm a white man. No. <laughs> um, oh, God. I was like, mm. What can I colonise? Sounds like jolly good fun. <laughs> Using my power to exploit people. With very little consequence until death. Um, <laughs> this feels great. But, but try to imagine, and the only thing I can compare it to is space, which I know is another of your favourite fucking love topics. It. I love space. Where you're in the Northern Hemisphere and you don't know what the rest of the world looks like. Yeah. It's only vaguely like cutting a science, the idea that the Earth is fucking round. Yes. And that you're charting the stars and stuff. So, yes. So... There was this great kind of mission in the same way that we would think about Neil Armstrong. Yep. Cook going into the Southern Hemisphere with the attempt to find the great Southern continent because they figured out by tides and stuff that there was big land masses down here. Right. They just didn't know, weren't sure where. where. Um, yeah, it's pretty fucking amazing, really. It's death-defying and bright. Anyway, he did three trips over the course of his life. He had a, what I can see as a fairly normal, quote-unquote, upbringing, like upper middle class. His father was a farm worker. Right. He moved to the coast. He became he joined the Royal Navy, um, and he served in North America. 
Yeah, uh, so when was America colonised? A bit before, the, like just before. 1700s. Like yeah. I should know because of Hamilton. Well, that's right. <laughs> 1776. <laughs> there you go. What's that the start of? That's the start of one of the songs. 1776. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> So good. So they were writing the... So what we need is an Australian version. Oh, no one's going to want to see that. <laughs> Unless an amazing Indigenous hip-hop artist That's would That's what do I it. would in, like. In yeah, ca- that would be good. Which case it would Briggs, be. if anyone knows Briggs. But yeah, Briggs hop that, on it. P- Briggs hop to it. Yeah, but no one wants a white guy like me doing it. Um, no, thanks. <laughs> okay. Didn't have to hop on that boat so quickly, dickhead. Thanks. Um... <laughs> So, so they're off to. He's in the royal See movie. The he's serving in North America, and okay. while he's in North America, he figures out he's a map nerd and he loves map and he's yep. charting unknown waters. Yeehaw! So that's what gets him off is this idea of of going to new spaces. I th- I think so. Um. Well, it was very much like he he did one voyage. He did. Um. The the first voyage was called <gasps> Stand By. They all had these big names. He was on the HMS Eagle. Right. Um, serving under different captains, but he um, he then joined. Oh no! Wrong, wrong, wrong. Ignore all of that. David's reading the wrong bit. Okay. First big one was the Endeavour. Okay. Seventeen sixty. Yeah, that's the one on. that comes here, isn't it? Indeed, and he came to it, and he did it. He did several things on that trip that were amazing at right. the time, and he returned to England like a fucking hero, like right. a celebrity. Major I dude. found a country. Because he found a country. He found other stuff as well. He um, he also, at the time, charted Venus oh. and kind of proved that Venus existed. Oh like my that, God. There was a theory that Venus was going to pass in front of the sun in 1769. So he's Singapore. an astronomer. He's an astronomer as well. And so it was all these like... And on the boat as well is a guy... Who um, a couple of dudes who are big times, but the a really interesting dude who we don't know enough about, who we don't hear enough about, is Joseph Banks. Joseph Banks is also on the boat. Right. Is probably also a dickhead. Like probably also has a problematic history. But in terms yeah. of what he contributes to science, and he's a botanist. Right. Going and back we know to our how you plant, feel about botany. I love botany and I love plants. <laughs> Having received emails from our loyal, beautiful listeners, many of whom are from the botanist community, <laughs> took some umbrage to my apparent indifference to, to plant life in last week's episode. But let me rest assure you, I am deeply into plants and find them... I'm going to say it, arousing. Yep. And, and so now you so are interested. celebrating oh my a botanist. Anyway, he was genuinely cool. Elizabeth Gilbert wrote about him ah, in and the Signature, Signature of All things. things. Is this around the same time then as um, Darwin? Yes. No, right. not at all. <laughs> I say that. Darwin was a century later. Oh. So after... Oh. Oh. A hundred years later. Oh, God. But oh, yeah, because he can't do the work unless he knows what the fucking countries are. Well, unless he can go to the Galapagos. Yes. Like, no one has found the Galapagos That's yet. That's true. They're okay. like, the Galapa what? <laughs> um, so, off he goes. He figures out, yeah, Venus is there. You're right, scientists. He goes and finds Terra Australis. Right. Um, and all of this was done in secret 
in in that he was getting secret orders from the parliament, from the oh. majesty, and from like national security. Like you're going to go and do this secret mission because just like the space race, yeah, they're competing with other countries and like they want they want to expand their we fleet. We want to lay and claim. They want, to, want to lay claim. Um, so he he went to Australia and he did the Australian thing, which we've talked about. Yeah, he sailed to New Zealand where he mapped the complete coastline of New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and but he's only mapped the east coast of Australia. Yes, correct. Right. The west coast of Australia was a no man's land for like decades after. Like, oh, so few. It it took in true like Western Australian fashion. <laughs> it was isolated and forgotten about, uh, and apparently very few people gave a shit about it. Wow. Um. Uh. Go back and listen to the Emu War because that's a joy. Indeed. And a nod to to all this. To Insane shit. Um, uh, with the help of a local... Now, okay, so generally speaking, mm. I would really suggest people read the book uh, Gert and True Gert. Oh, yes. Which is like um, colonists and saying history stuff. Yes, yep. Um, but generally... You, and Dark Emu, is that kind of and in Dark that world Emu, as well? Absolutely. Well, yep. da- well uh, true, Gert and True Gert is like written with a note of satire. Yeah. <clears throat> about how dumb white people are. Dark Emu is actually fantastic research and trying to reposition Written and by an indigenous Australia, author. Yeah. Trying to recontextualise and th- some of the indigenous narrative. And w- what is part of this entire thing, of course, and the entire practice is, you know, um, trying to communicate with local people in some cases, offering, <laughs> however you know, awfully, you know, offering slash kidnapping local people onto yes. the boat to take back. He was a great thief. Yes, yes. There's the story of Benelong. Yes. Was that around this time? Oh, I don't know. Let Which is an indigenous man or, or young person who was taken back to England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 1788, a bit after. Yeah. So, and um, then kind of... Yeah. Yeah, so he was when Arthur Philip settled the place. Um, Benelong was brought to the settlement at Sydney Cove in November 1789 by order of the governor, Arthur Philip, who was under instructions from King George III to establish relationships with the indigenous populations. At that time, then... Right, the and then King George III is, is the king in Hamilton. Uh, You'll be back. Is that King George III? Is it? I think so. Um, At that time, the Aora nation uh, conscientiously avoided contact with the newcomers and in desperation, Philip resorted to kidnapping. Oh. Um, Yeah, King George III. Yeah, and they kidnapped Benelong and took him back. Yes. Yeah. And then it was just this this narrative again of stealing indigenous humans and um, taking away their agency for the benefit of... Yeah. White people understanding. And Cook did that all the time in terms of taking, um, like, objects, as to, uh, sometimes people, but often objects, um, to put in museums and stuff. Which we still have a massive fucking problem with now. Sometimes, it depends on whose journal you read and how, but sometimes it's gifts and yeah. sometimes everything's happy and great and fantastic. Um, and other times it's a bit... Ugly and I'd say awful. most times it would be awful. Probably. Um, uh, la-di-da-di-da. And yeah, and then so he returned home, having done New Zealand. 
He was the first European to successfully communicate with the Maoris yes. in New Zealand via um, a Tahitian priest who they had along for the journey. Um, yeah, encountered the coastline. That's right. So that's the first journey. Okay. And he comes back to England and is celebrated because like, of all we of this. We found the East Coast and I found New Zealand. Yeah, correct. Um, uh, yeah, he did Cape of Good Hope. Um, yeah, so you can imagine all these men on this boat and he becomes, he comes back and he's a celebrity. Like, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, Joseph Banks was more famous. He was a bigger hero. Right. Um, and, and, and he and, uh, Cook kind of fought for command of the second voyage. Right. Which took place a year later. Um, and they, their plan is to come back to Australia. Their plan is to do... It's the HMS Resolution. Right. And their plan is to do... To just explore more of the southern continent and figure it out. Okay. In this one, they circumnavigate the globe um, along How the south. How long does that take? Well, a fuck ton of time. They left in August 1771. They came back... Uh, he crossed the Arctic Circle. He was the first person, first ship to cross the Arctic Circle in 1773. Uh, he reached an- the Antarctic in 1774. So it's oh, like years. years at a time. He made it to New Zealand again in 1774, later on. Um, and he landed at the Friendly Islands, Easter Island, Norfolk Island, New Caledonia, Vanuatu. So he does the Kentucky tour kind of up there. Of <laughs> Polynesian. <laughs> yep. Uh, and there you go. So that's it. So again, big, big time, you know, celebrity and so on. Uh, and, and just really seeing it. It it is like a Neil Armstrong or a Captain Kirk of the enterprise going off and exploring space. (laughs) So why do you think we associate him with more of our history? Why I do we have statues of him? Why are we because celebrating Australians his... have a shit relationship with their history? Yes. We don't educate about if it. We talk actually about it. We'd have to talk about the fact that, that there was a the genocide that wiped of, out ninety percent of the of indigenous white population. Yeah. And that white Australia has a black history. Um, just yeah. So we we have cultural amnesia, a deliberate attempt at cultural amnesia. The third voyage, I could go on, but I'll skip to the third voyage and what you actually asked about. He goes over to North America for a bit. He's on, what's this ship called? Oh, he hops back on the resolution. Yeah. All very happy. Other shit happens. But the bit you want to know about is he goes to Hawaii. Yeah. Makes friends with the Hawaiians. Apparently, it's all kind of cool. And then he comes back um, to Hawaii. He goes away and comes back because he wanted to... and, And so... We're not entirely sure what happened, but this is what we think happened. In 1779, he lands in this cove at Hawaii. And just by chance, the people who are there are celebrating in April a fertility festival of their fertility god, Lono. Right. And because these incre- this incredible sight, these white men have come, they think... You it's are part of the gods. It's part of the gods, which apparently Cook and the dudes are more than happy to go along with. They trade, which is super common. They trade goods yeah. for sex with the local population. Um, until one of them gets sick. Because, of course, they're all fucking sick all the time. Yeah. They've all got scurvy. So 
They get sick and one of them dies. I know a friend of mine mm. who <laughs> who was very broke and living in Canada and lived with a guy who be... got scurvy. Oh. This was like in 2002, I thought you were going to say was mistaken as a fertility god, but no. No. Because he would Have only a fucking eat... orange juice. David, he would only eat... Boxed macaroni and cheese. Yeah, that's going to let you down. That's not going to have. That's not all the nutrition a human body needs. Scurvy. Some Scurvy. might say an avoidable disease. Some would say in the new millennium, in, in, in an established country, <laughs> developed where you've got an income that can afford boxed mac and cheese, you can afford a piece of fruit. Okay, so some of the indigenous Hawaiians end up getting sick. No, one of the crewmen, one of the oh, local right. crewmen gets, one of the crewmen on the ship gets sick. Yes. And they're like, oh, you're not a god because you've, uh... someone's died. They attempt to, they stay for a month um, and they're like, all right, things get a bit awkward here. Things getting a bit tense. Well, we'll just go. We'll see you. Bye. And off they fuck. And they um, almost immediately, the muffler's shit again and yep. it falls out the back of it and they go, fuck, turn around. Back they go into the cove. It's like, oh, awkward. We broke down. We broke down. We've got to fix the ship. Um, and then things start, fights start happening. Um, the cook apparently orders them to steal some wood, which they do, which the local people don't take kindly to. Yeah, fair. Um, an unknown group of Hawaiians took one of Cook's small boats as retaliation. Um, uh, they'd been, so tensions are growing. It's getting more violent. Cook attempts to resolve the situation in his infinite wisdom by kidnapping the king. Doesn't go well. He does this by, this says, marching through the village to retrieve him. So not a subtle kidnapping no, either. Not a, a well-thought-out <laughs> What are you up to, plan? James? Just I'm kidnapping to kidnap, the king. Kidnap your leader. Uh, king Cook took the king by his own hand and led him away. This is This is from... Uh, a research paper from 1997. Yeah. This is apparently what, what happened. Um, uh, one of one of the king's favourite wives yeah. and two chiefs approached the group as they were heading to the boats. They pleaded with the king not to go. A priest chanted rapidly while holding out a coconut, attempting yeah. to distract Cook and his men. Yeah. As a large crowd began to form at the shore. At this point... The king began to understand that Cook was his enemy. Yeah. That things are not going well. As Cook turned his back to help launch the boats with coconuts smashing in his ears, he was struck on the head by the villagers and then stabbed to death as he fell on his face in the surf. <laughs> Dead. Uh, he was first stuck on the head with a club by a chief. Yep. Uh, and then stabbed by one of the king's attendants. So this is all from, by the way... I, I believe... I'm not sure. I'm about to say this, but I haven't gone this deep into it. Sure. Um, it, but from the looks of the, all the papers that this article is citing, this is a lot of white history. So presumably they figured out what right. happened from other survivors who... Yes. Or, or Cook's crew who looked and Oral then journal, histories, journaled about yeah. it. So it, it is prim, primarily from a white person's point of view. So it could have been way shittier than yeah. this. Um, Let's assume that it is. Yes. The Hawaiians carried his body away from the back of the town. Um, 
four four other Marines were also killed and two others were wounded in the confrontation. Oh. Cook was held in some esteem by the island locals, so was following the practice of their time, they prepared his body with funeral rites, um, usually reserved for the chiefs and highest elders of the society. The body was disemboweled. Wow. And baked to facilitate removal of the flesh, and the bones were carefully cleaned for preservation as religious icons. Wow. Yes, some of Cook's remains thus preserved were eventually returned to his crew for a formal burial at sea. Wow. And that, my friends, was that. He married Cook, he was married, and he had, would you believe it, six children, all of whom died before having children themselves. So he's got no descendants. No descendants. There you go, that's the story of Captain Cook. I'm still baffled by why why he is... I'm not baffled because of, yeah, well, um, was, connection and relationship to history. It was the 250th anniversary of something or other. Yeah, something was, prominent. So, uh, 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 let me look at it. it, yeah. was, it, was, it they was, erected a statue that cost a fuckload of money and it, and was, then there it, was, it was disappointing. Questions came about what... Why are we spending that amount of money? What is going on? On a fucking statue. Indeed. Um, so yeah. What have you learned, Clover? I've learned that, um, Australian history is problematic deeply. Surprise! (laughs) Not surprising at all, it's just depressing. Um, and then Captain Cook, there's probably more we need to know about the actual colonisation of of Australia. Indeed. We need to know about old mate, I can't even remember his name, who actually came to Botany Bay. Arthur Phillip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's plenty of stories and awful shit about the early days. Yeah, of, do we need to learn more about um, Arthur Phillip? And Ben Long and yeah. yeah, all that stuff. Thanks for oh being my, my mate, goodness. Dave. Thanks for, oh, are we going to end it there? Colon, Colonisation is shit. Thank you for another listen of this great comedy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. How we? How do we turn this ship around? Would you... Uh, hey. Is that enough? No. Hey, that's I enough. see... Um, I is there any human part of you that would have any corpse? Say there was a new bit of earth mm. somewhere. No one's been. No one's been there. No one's seen it. We're not even sure if it exists. Yeah. You've got no desire to go to space. No. To walk on another planet. No. Do you have any desire to go? If there was a surprise island that popped up, Claire, we want you to go explore it. Sure. <laughs> I'll go, sure, but only if we are like absolutely sure. I guess I'll go, but I don't want to colonize it. No, you want to see it, but Just you like don't want to see take it. I'd it like over. to explore. I don't want to like fucking take over and be like, hey, we've got a great idea. Let's put all of our prisoners and convicts on this giant mass of land. Indeed, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong here? Great. <laughs> Thanks for being my mate. Didn't turn the ship around at all. No. The ship is sinking. It's Good the luck, Titanic. everyone. Turn your own ship around. <laughs> Thanks for being my mate, Claire. Thanks for being my mate, Dave. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to, Please on. do. That would be great. That would be great. Tell, Tell your you. friends. Tell your mates. That's right. That's the name of the show. I see what you did there. Where can people find you, Claire? People can find me on Instagram at Claire and Pearl. 
Where can people find you, Dave? People can find me at Dave Burton Writer. And if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong... <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong... Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.